Bill O'Reilly here, Thursday, October 1st, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. The Commission on Presidential Debates imposes new rules to prevent the chaos we saw earlier this week. Problems with early voting are starting already. New York, to fine folks for not wearing face masks. Disney fires thousands of theme park employees. The National Football League postpones its first game because of COVID. Also ahead, what I learned from the debate. But first, the governing body on presidential debates announcing its plan to set forth new guidelines for the next two expositions between President Trump and Joe Biden, saying the events need, quote, more structure, unquote, I'll say. Democrats calling on the commission to install mute buttons to cut the audio if a candidate interrupts. Of course, that will not happen. At least three states reporting serious problems with mail-in balloting. Some voters in New York, Northern Virginia, Pennsylvania, upset after receiving the wrong documents in the mail. Said one councilman in New York City, quote, There's just mass confusion about these ballots and what people are supposed to do with them, unquote. New York Mayor de Blasio warning residents, you better wear a mask. The city is rolling out a $1,000 fine for anyone not wearing a face covering in public after being warned. The positivity rate for COVID rising above 3% for the first time in New York in months. Nearly 24,000 people have died from the disease in New York since March. Workers at Disney theme parks facing layoffs to cope with decreased attendance during the pandemic. Disney firing 28,000 employees in California and Florida. The global corporation has been hemorrhaging cash since the outbreak began, losing more than a billion dollars already. The NFL rescheduling its first game because of the contagion. Doctors confirming a COVID outbreak on the Tennessee Titans. Four players, five staff members testing positive. Officials say most of the men are experiencing flu-like symptoms and respiratory problems. In a moment, lessons learned from the first debate this week. That's next. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD 
1-800-227-5532. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. What I learned watching the debate, and I wasn't alone, 74 million folks watched in America across 16 TV networks, an estimated 30 million more viewed on streaming services and the net. As widely discussed, the 90-minute debate was a fiasco, mainly because of interruptions and the lack of specific questions. Let's take a look at President Trump first. In the first seven minutes of the debate, he was leading. He was calm, deliberate, gave his answers in a very methodical way. But then Mr. Trump became agitated and frustrated because Joe Biden distorted his record and Chris Wallace, the moderator, did not correct the record because the debate rules stated the moderator can't jump in. And I told you that last week, that there was a flaw in the debate structure. So, Mr. Trump started to interrupt, and interrupt, and interrupt, and it went downhill from there. Also, there were dodges to questions that Mr. Wallace allowed. There were misstatement of facts on both sides. And President Trump didn't restrain himself at all. You saw it. And he comes off as far too aggressive. That's what hurt him in the debate. I think he has the stronger political argument and the stronger record. But he loses massive style points in his posture that he's going to say anything, he's going to do anything, and the rules be you-know-what. Now let's take a look at Joe Biden. It's obvious that the former vice president is not in charge of his message because he was asked a number of very pointed questions, specific questions, mostly by Donald Trump, not by Chris Wallace. Mr. Wallace's questions, as we pointed out yesterday, were far too windy, far too long. But to give you an example, um, when you are asked why you called Mr. Trump a xenophobe when he stopped flights from China on January 30th, and you don't answer, I mean, that's insulting to the audience. Americans want to get a measure of both candidates during a debate, because most people don't pay attention. They're not like you listening to this broadcast. They don't seek information. So three times a campaign, they get, if they want to, to watch the candidates in person. And then the candidate doesn't answer a simple question like that. It's also obvious that Joe Biden will not challenge the far left. And we saw that when he was asked about packing the Supreme Court, which is a vital situation. Joe Biden would not answer the question whether he will or will not pack the Supreme Court. That means add more justices through the Senate. And that is a vital, vital thing for Americans to know. Now, by not answering, Mr. Biden did answer. And the answer is yes. That scares the heck out of me. So that's what I learned. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by actually writing it. Disagree? I want to hear from you. Bill at BillOReilly.com. And please consider my brand new book, Killing Crazy Horse, massive bestseller already. You will like this book. Give you a little escape over the weekend. In a moment, something you might not know. 
I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 58 years ago today, a local radio celebrity launched one of the most successful television programs in history, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. The program aired for 30 years and featured guests including Robert Kennedy, Richard Nixon, Elvis, almost every big name in the USA appeared with Johnny Carson. Here's the back story. Carson grew up in Iowa and Nebraska performing magic tricks and card games for his friends, and his mother actually sewed him a cape so he could entertain the neighborhood at birthday parties and family picnics. At age 14, Carson debuted as the great Carsoni, charging three bucks to watch him do his magic show. After graduating high school, Johnny Carson hitchhiked to Hollywood where he was arrested and fined $50 for performing magic on the streets. Carson joined the Navy in 1943 during World War II, was en route to serve in the Pacific when the war ended. While on board the USS Pennsylvania, Johnny Carson posted 10 boxing wins as an amateur. Bet you didn't know that. Carson returned to Omaha after his military service, starting a career in local radio and TV. After a series of quiz shows and comedy routines with longtime sidekick Ed McMahon, Johnny Carson was picked by NBC to create a late-night program as a counterpart to NBC's Today Show. The Tonight Show began on October 1st, 1962. Ten million people on average watched Carson and his crew every weeknight for the next three decades. Johnny Carson retired in 1992, died in 2005 at the age of 79 from a series of heart problems. And here's something else you might not know. Since the days of Johnny Carson, late-night TV has collapsed. Hosts Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert each struggle to reach even 2 million viewers each night, largely because the men have embraced left-wing politics. That turns off much of the country. Johnny Carson did not do that. 20 million people tuned in to watch Johnny's final broadcast. I doubt anyone's going to care that much when their current crop of comedians say farewell. Back after this. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you, and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.